to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Draft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. We are bringing DFS for the rest of us. We're kicking down the doors. We're punching the Giants right in the gooch and saying we're here for some Fandle. We're here for some DraftKings. And we're going to win some money. We're going to have some fun over the weekend while we're doing it. I'm here with my fantastic co-hosts, per usual. Mr. Chris Meany, how you doing, my man? Doing great. Uh, last week was was awesome. Uh, it's funny, eh? The Saints, like, who would have thought? The biggest home point favorites, and they get crushed. But if you played the big three, you were making cash. Woo-hoo! Yeah, they got crushed, but they were still putting up big fantasy points, and that's really all we care about. Was loving me some Fitz Magic because he was just forcing Drew Brees and all of the offensive weapons to keep going. Absolutely love to see that. And I hope you all had Ryan Fitzpatrick in your stack of the week as we suggest <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had that one right. Patrick, saw that. Please stand up all the D-Jacks. that was amazing that was great i was... went back and watched that game he was lights out yes he does that from from time to time ryan fitzpatrick i think he blacks out and he's not actually playing the game it's like a those people who have night terrors it's just <laughs> it's it's his body doing everything but he is not actually there Joined, per usual, by Mr. Ben Cummins as well. Ben, how are you doing? Uh, we must be feeling really good. We're already getting a Gooch reference in there. Um, no. And I have one more thing. Michael Thomas S-Z-N. Let's go. Oh, and it was a was a mighty, mighty fine weekend for Michael Thomas. A mighty fine weekend for us and Mr. Benjamin hitting those greens, getting in the green. I hope you did as well at home. Speaking of greens, we're going to get right into our cash game picks. Straight cash, homie. If you've been here before, you know how it goes. If you have not joined us before, welcome into the podcast. We're trying to make DFS a little bit easier for you. And the way we do that is we go through our picks, guys, we like for those cash game lineups, which we highly recommend that everyone's out there playing cash lineups. Build up that bankroll. Uh, it's it's easier than you think to, to have some fun and win some money over on FanDuel and DraftKings. But let's start at the quarterback position. Chris Meany, looks like you are going back to the well. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's you're no, not wrong, you're not wrong for doing it. Yeah, there, there's no reason to get cute here. I won't spend too much time on Drew Brees. I know we all know <laughs> Drew Brees is pretty good. Uh, it's it's again what I said off the top. It's it, it worked out beautifully last week with just those three studs and Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees and, and Michael Thomas is getting theirs. Of course, the defense let the Saints down, but that's what we wanted. Like Drew Brees threw the ball 45 times. He only did that once last season, just once, and it was against the Patriots. So. Just not having Ingram around anymore also allowed a couple more passes in the red zone. We talked about that last week, maybe even a couple episodes ago with just Drew Brees and the red zone passing attempts, how they were down. So th- this is just a gr- another good opportunity against Cleveland. The second most Fanduel points right up there in DK, 439 yards, and three scores. Uh, so yeah, don't get too cute here with Drew Brees. And then down the list, especially on Fanduel, you got to go digging and even on DK a little bit too with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Jimmy Garoppolo week, yes. everyone. I just, I just want you to know that. That all three of us 
Love the handsome one this weekend. And I, I, we, and we should just spend like a lot of quality time on Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> let's go. go ahead, Manny. Let's talk about his looks. Let's talk let's... about the fact he's never lost in San Fran. Let's talk about the fact that he went into Minnesota in a very, very tough matchup. And he did okay. So I feel good about starting him in cash. And you look at the Vikings just as a whole. The second fewest passing yards allowed last season. The fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Only nine quarterbacks. Actually, nine different quarterbacks failed to hit 200 yards passing. So that's only seven. Seven quarterbacks last year had 200 plus passing yards against Minnesota. Jimmy Garoppolo had 261. There was a play with Kittle down the sidelines that he would have taken to the house. Just missed it. Just missed it. Just missed it. Right after that was a pick six. It was just a total swing, 14 point swing. So this is a good matchup. We saw Detroit just get carved up by a rookie quarterback and Sam Darnold. Looked pretty good. 16 for 21, under 200 yards, two scores. But I I think he can trust Jimmy G at home. I think he passed the test and and all the weapons. This is a good spot for him. And it's a high total. And Sam Fran has a high team in play total as well since we're all in sync and we're good we want to spend so much time i might as well just jump in real quick because i like jimmy g and cash but also in tournaments just to throw out a little bit of kind of theory behind it exactly what meanie's talking about people some people will sleep on jimmy g because he threw three picks last week and didn't have a good game but you've got to look at the spot on the road in minnesota now gets to play at home against detroit much better atmosphere much better matchup all in Love it, Ben. Who's who do you got at the quarterback position? You're you're crushing on besides the uh, the handsome one with his with his chiseled jaw and his smooth fresh eyebrows. Right. Oh yeah. Let's get it out there. That's number one, of course. Of but, course. Um, uh, another game theory kind of thought process, really quick too. Loved Drew Brees last week. Still do again. But the pricing last week because they released it like a month before week one was so weak that we were able to find all of the value plays and James Conner was kind of the play that unlocked the slate. Well, it's a little bit tougher now, you know, Kamara's balling out they're upping his price a little bit. So a little bit tougher to get everybody in there. And so because of that, I'm looking to save some salary and in general, especially in cash games, that's something that I try to do most of the time, if it makes sense. And I think there's some quarterbacks that allow us to do that. Um, Made a mistake, did not get Tyrod in my cash article initially. I'm going to correct that tonight because only $5,900 on DraftKings. We just saw as we opened the show what Ryan Fitzpatrick did, and it was crazy. And Tyrod Taylor isn't going to do that, but we know the floor and upside that he provides with his legs, 77 yards and a touchdown in week one in bad weather. And, you know, the the passing upside – should be there a little bit more. The salary makes him a, a darn near lock. And then Case Keenum, I'm going right back to the well myself. Only $5,800 on DraftKings at home again. The Broncos, I don't know what they're doing uh, uh, with Goodell here to be able to start all these seasons home, home. Yeah, at yeah home that's again nice. In a great <laughs> matchup against the Raiders, right back to the well there as well. Now, speaking of real quick, just a quick aside, you, you brought up your cash article that is found, ladies and gentlemen, in the Ultimate DFS Pass. This is our premium resource where you can get all of these fellas, their cash picks, their tournament picks. We have the blind spot from last year's number one ranked accuracy analyst, Jake Seeley. We got some really cool tools you can find as well where it, maybe you like a stack. You can figure out, should I start that stack? Should I start building on FanDuel? Should I start building on DraftKings? That and so much more. You got to check it out. Ultimate DFS Pass, and I highly recommend. Uh, like Ben said, we're updating these things if we need to. And check out the injury article 
Ben writes this up every single week. Uh, we take a look later on in the week to see players that are trending out. Where does that upgrade certain positions? Because we record this podcast on a Thursday night. We can't get you the information that breaks on Friday or Saturday because that's how the passage of time works. <laughs> if you want to check it out, Ultimate DFS Pass. And guess what, you beautiful people? We've got a code. If you want to save 10%, this is just for the listeners of this podcast. Use the code DFSPOD. The code is DFSPOD, ultimatedfspass.com. If you haven't gotten it yet, what are you doing? And there's more statistics in it, too, because, you know, we're throwing out a couple here on the podcast. But if you want all the in-depth analysis, check it out. Absolutely. Let's move it on. Let's move it on to another position. We're going to talk about some running backs. Chris Meany, who do you got? I'm going back to James Conner, guys. And, you know, you last, got it. You, I have, you to. have to. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, you know what? There's a couple of, I'll admit, I was wrong. I thought, I didn't think he'd get Bell like usage. He did. He, he led week one with 31 rushing attempts, 36 touches, 135 rushing yards, and 192 total yards. He was only second to Woo! Kamara, who found the end zone three times. 100% and had a of the running back touches. 100%. 100%. Exactly. And that's 48 more yards than he had in 14 games as a rookie last season. We talked last week about this offense in Pittsburgh, and then D'Angelo Williams in 2015, how he had the most fantasy points per game. He finished as a top five back when Bell wasn't around. Kamara looked really good. Yes. Or, or, or Connor, excuse me, Kamara, obviously. Connor, excuse me. <laughs> they both looked great. They both looked fantastic. Great. Yeah, they both looked good. And for Connor, he he dropped the ball late. There was some bad weather and stuff, but I was still very impressed. Like his after the catch, he was good. He was explosive. I thought he ran a couple people over. So I I have to go back to Connor. And what we said last week is ownership probably pretty high in tournaments. Maybe you want to fade him in tournaments. It's probably going to be pretty high again. He's still very affordable. And if you look at the Chiefs and what happened last week and what last year, it just it hasn't gotten off to a great start for them again. Without a league high 5.6 yards per carry, 14 catches to Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. And that brings me to Melvin Gordon, who, you know, I played last week as well. And I'm going to continue to roll this guy out. And you look at Buffalo, another soft defense against the run. They all three Baltimore backs found the end zone against them last week. Right. They had allowed the most fantasy points all season to running backs last season or last year rather. So Gordon, I mean, fourth in touches last year, 24 touches right up, right out of the gate in, in week one, the third most a career high, 83 targets and 58 catches last season. Maybe that was a sign of things to come guys, because he led all backs in week one with 13 targets and nine grabs. And he led the chargers in targets and catches as well. So remember I talked about a rivers, Keenan Allen and Gordon stack. Maybe this is not the play in Buffalo. I expect it kind of be a little bit closer compared to the Ravens and, and Bills game, but you can get by with a Rivers and Gordon or an Eckler if you want to be cute in GPPs or Allen. Rivers is just chucking it. Certainly. Benjamin, running back position, what do you got? Well, first, yes, James Conner is locked in. I'm so mad at myself for the Periscope on Sunday for kind of being on the fence in tournaments. The only reason that was was because of the weather, and obviously it shaked out, was all in and cash, and you have to be again. Again, we don't have to worry about ownership percentages. And guys... What did he do when he scored both touchdowns? His celebration was with who? You tell me. The offensive line. And so there's that, oh, extra, yeah. there's that extra bit there where they're, this team and Connor and the, the offensive line are rallying together. They want him to have success. 37 opportunities in week one, by far the most. Um so he's locked in. But again, because some of these guys are really expensive, I want to give you guys a little bit of salary relief. And two guys for me are Adrian Peterson and Peyton Barber. Peterson is more because of the matchup and the salary at 5,500. The matchup is great. On DraftKings, yeah. yep. 
at home against the Colts. Uh, very, very good matchup there. The Colts ranked 26 in rushing yards allowed last season. And then Peyton Barber might be a little bit of a head scratcher. Talked about him last week, but his price actually went down after he saw 19 opportunities last week. Uh, the rookie wasn't even active. Okay, so now he gets to play. The rookie being Ronald Jones, thank for you, those thank who you. are wondering. Yeah. Never heard of <laughs> <laughs> He now gets to play at home, believe it or not, on a, on a team that is tied for the most points scored in the league after week one. And, yes, the matchup is not good against the Eagles, but he provides guaranteed opportunity and salary relief because he's only $4,000 on DraftKings, I think one of the most mispriced players in week two. I can dig it, man. I can dig it. Let's move over to the wide receiver position. Chris Meany, you were impressed by the return of the man in green. Talking about Quincy Anunwa. A little, little you Quincy. Li- yeah. You're living that Quincy life. Oh, man. He looked great. And, yes, and he did. Cheap. And another guy that's probably much like Connor, like he was a hot waiver wire pickup if he didn't get to draft him in seasonal formats. It's all anybody's talking about. And, and we all saw it on prime time. His 10 targets, six catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. His targets, catches, and yards led the Jets. And he had three red zone targets on top of that. And if you look back at 2016, his season, he had four games with at least 80 yards. He was a red zone beast for the Jets at the time. I think he had 15 red zone targets six behind Brandon Marshall, who we know was a red zone hog at that point in time for the Jets. But Curse coming back, not even worried about it. Anunwa is just locked into that slot. 47.6% of the targets. His yeah, way. It's, insane. It's, it's an insanely high number that's probably not going to continue. Robbie Anderson is, you think about him in GPPs if you want, but Quincy Anunwa is, is part of this offense, a big part of it. He's locked in with Sam Darnold. I'm very impressed so far. And he's cheap. He's affordable. And for Pierre Garçon, uh, I'm backed with Jimmy G here, right? I mean, Marquise Goodwin is questionable at best. And if you look at Garcon, people are thinking, oh, he only had two catches for 21 yards. Not great. Again, Minnesota, very, very tough place to play. I look at last season for Garcon, 40 catches, 500 yards in eight games. That was his first year with the 49ers, catching balls from C.J. Beathard and Brian Hoyer. He had never even got to play with Jimmy Garoppolo. That was his first game. And if you just... Put it all together. He's on pace for 80 catches, 134 targets, third highest yardage total of his career. It would have been a career season for him. Only 13 wideouts had 1,000 yards last season. you got to remember, his best year was with Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator in Washington. I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. Everyone got super excited about Goodwin. I get it. Over the top. He's exciting. He's explosive. He's super fast. But Garcon's the best weapon, I think, in this offense for Jimmy G. Ben, I see that you're pulling for... A, one of the show favorites. His name comes up quite frequently, and that is for a good cause. Mr. Manny. You know it. Mr. Man- Manny Sanders. If, what a stunt. Look, if you were you were one of the doubters and the haters, Let's thinking, ah, Manny Sanders, he's old. He was beat up last All year. All the Seahawks are really good. You, you, <laughs> you were correct on one thing. He was beat up last year, and he is no longer beat up, and he is still sensational. And he's only sixty two hundred bucks on DraftKings. I'm very interested. But Ben, tell me why you love Manny. I mean, if you guys can't tell, and you will continue to do so in cash at least, I just love on uh, in PPR formats these slot wide receivers, especially when you're playing with a quarterback that we have seen favors that position like we saw with Case Keenum. It came to fruition in the preseason. It came to fruition in week one. And it goes back to what Manny's talking about Um in New York, I mean, look at what Sam Darnold, uh, what what he has shown us in the preseason. He's throwing those slot routes, and the Jets don't really have 
a tight end of consequence that much. So you're looking there. And then um, the other guy is Juju Smith-Schuster. I think these are the same two that I talked about last week, and I'm going right back to the well. Now, the only thing that we need to worry about is Ben Roethlisberger's health because uh, he missed practice again today, which starts to get a little bit worrisome. But if he practices on Friday and he's good to go, I mean, this matchup can't get much better at all. The Chiefs, as we've touched on, we want to attack every single week. They lost players. They were bad last year. Phillip Rivers just roasted them and would have roasted them even more if any of his pass catchers could catch these deep passes. Uh, Juju continues to be amazing. Five catches, 119 yards in bad weather. Was super efficient last year, super efficient in week one. And the volume is is increasing in a great matchup there at home. So I love these slot wide receivers, especially in cash, especially too, because you can kind of get them for a little bit cheaper than your quote unquote alpha wide receivers. Both of these guys in the mid 6,000s. What's interesting to me about Sanders and Case Keenan, when you talked about earlier, is that this last season, Sanders or Thomas, they didn't have one game where they both found the end zone. That are, that's already happened. Like this is Keenum was able to use both of these guys, so I think Sanders is a safe, you know, cash guy, and I think that Thomas is a is a decent play in, in tournament, especially on Fanduel where he costs a little bit more. People are automatically just going to go down to Sanders. They both had a, a double digit targets and a lot of looks. Saw you tweet as that out. Maybe that's a fantastic stat. As long as Patrick Mahomes can keep things going with Tyreek Hill, it's going to be easy money picking on the Chiefs because they're, they're like Ben said, their defense cannot keep up. But if the Chiefs' offense can keep up, this is we're talking about the New Orleans Saints of old, yeah. where it was just, who's playing the Saints? Yep, I'm going to fire them up. Let's move it over to the tight end position. Chris Meany, who, who's one of your favorite guys this week? It's it's Zach Ertz. I know I talked a lot about him last year, and we kind of got away from him. And, and you mentioned Kansas City and what Pat Mahomes was able to do without really even using Travis Kelsey. So there's a little bit of uncertainty in that price range with Kelsey, and Gronk is obviously a little bit more higher than Zach Ertz, especially on FanDuel. There's like a $2,000 difference there in price. So you talk about the Buccaneers fresh off allowing a ton of passing yards last, last week. I know it was Drew Brees, but the second most. No... Um, no Alshon Jeffrey again for the Eagles. For Ertz, he had double-digit targets, 10 of them last week. I expect him to get a ton more this week, too. So I think it's just a safe play if you're looking for a t- I know we like to kind of spend down at the position, but uh, you can lock in Ertz with confidence. Who do you like, Ben? Well, what if I asked you, would you like to roster a tight end at $3,600 that is tied with Michael Thomas' season for the most receiving yards in the entire league? Is that interesting at all? Are we talking about Jared Fluke? We are. We are. (laughs) And yes, uh, I would agree that he's not going to come close to that number, maybe for the rest of the season. But it still stands that Jared Cook at $3,600, Meany was all about it last week. And we just had the wrong Seahawks tight end. Meany, you were almost there. The Broncos for multiple years have struggled to cover the position. And no, he's not going to do that. But we're talking about cash. We don't care about ownership percentage. We just need, look, if he gets us five for 40, at $3,600, we're fine. Uh, what he yep. did last week is a good sign of things to come. And if you actually look at what his numbers were last season, he was a little bit slept on uh, this offseason because he was up there, especially in receiving yards at tight end, seventh at the position in receiving yards last year. So this is not necessarily a one-game fluke. I like him at that price. You know what's yeah. interesting about that too, Mike, before you go? is What you got? You know, what happened last week? Cooper. Anyone notice him on the field? Mary Cooper? No. no. Unfortunately, no. Not. 
Did final. he play? I don't know if he can handle top coverage. I'm pretty sure he can't, especially with no Michael Crabtree. Who's he going up against this week? Chris Harris Jr. And I think we'll see games where Cook is just heavily involved in this offense if Cooper is just nowhere to be found. It's just an easy target for for Carr. Bradley Roby yeah. can hold his own on the outside too. Yeah, I was going to say, if Derek Carr continues to look like a scared scared baby man Ooh, that uh, and just Ooh. and refuses refuses to force the issue to his wide receivers then Jared Cook and Jalen Richard are just going to keep feasting on targets the DST Chris Meany who you like uh I gotta go with the Chargers I mean it's it's just Buffalo. You're picking on like, the on the I Buffalo got, Bills I, I I know so I so rude just, it is rude. <laughs> Last time we it's seen them play <laughs> the Bills, it was Peterman. He threw five picks. This week, it's not going to be Peterman. It's going to be Josh Allen. It's a banged up offensive line. Another Last week, we joked about their insanely low team implied total. I think it was like 15 and a half. Now it's 16 and a half because they're at home. Like, come on. Give me the Chargers. I, we've all heard the phrase, nowhere to go but up. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Buffalo Bills, they're, they're saying that. But then apparently the up is Josh Allen. So good mm. luck. Mm. Good luck. Sorry, Buffalo. I'm just uh, giving a little jibba-jabba right there. Uh, ben, who you got? Uh, love that if you can fit him in. But again, as I've already alluded to, it does seem like a much tougher week in terms of salary. So I'm here for you guys. $2,600, the Texans, although they're on the road, very good defense. At first, it this looked is a like, great pick. Yeah, it looked yeah. at first it looked like Mariota was going to sit, which would have been absolutely locked them in in all formats. Looks like he's going to play, but his numbers were a little concerning last year. Actually, very concerning. Doesn't look good in week one. I mean, I'm a little concerned that he's not going to take that next step we all wanted him to. So it's a better matchup, even if Mariota plays than some realizes. Delaney Walker's gone, and it's just that price of 2600 that is oh so nice. Yeah, I like it. He's banged up. Right. He's got a he's got a bum elbow, which that could affect his play. That could knock him out of the game. And then, lo and behold, here comes Blaine Gabbard, who's gonna. Oh boy. Uh, you're gonna be real happy that you're playing the Houston right. Texans. And defense. another quick nugget, and this is why you do check out that injury article. I believe Taylor Lewan is in concussion yeah. protocol. If he, he is, misses, yes. JJ Watt and company. Are just gonna go, Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, they're gonna go. Certain left tackle insane. is gone. It's yeah, it's bad news. It's yeah. gonna be a situation. Before we move into those tournament picks, want to thank today's sponsor, Pristine Auction, the absolute best sports memorabilia website in the existence of the known universe. You gotta check it out. This is the only place we go to when we're trying to get these jerseys, these signed jerseys, authentically signed. Pristine Auction only uses the best authenticators. In the business, I am looking at a bright orange AJ Green, beautiful jersey signed by the man himself. Our office is just littered, littered with autograph memorabilia from Pristine Auction. They have hundreds of new things every single day. You could take a look right now, and guess what? Tomorrow you're going to find hundreds of different things. You're going to find brand new opportunities every single day. This is what I need you to do. Make a free account. Head over to Pristine Auction. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. And make a completely free account. And when you do that, let them know that you heard about their website from the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. It's free to make the account. It's free to bid. You only pay for what you win. Check it out, Pristine Auction. Let's move it over to the GPP. You down with GPP? We're going to be talking about the GPP, those tournament 
picks? No, the tournament picks. We need some upside. At the quarterback position, Chris Meany, who you got? So on DraftKings, I, I would actually just kind of pass right by Phillip Rivers. He's the fourth most expensive quarterback uh, on DK. And then on FanDuel, you look over at the pricing, and he's the 11th most expensive quarterback there. And there's That's just, interesting. Yeah, it's it's like, whoa, here, like I know Rivers, 424 yards last week. I know we just kind of ripped on KC, and this game's in Buffalo. And then, you know, maybe a little bit of tighter of a, of a game. But the Bills just look, they don't look good at all. I actually think they're the worst roster in the NFL on both sides of of the football so for me it's rivers and the loss of hunter henry i mean he, he, rivers didn't miss a beat i mean mike williams looked like a stud yep a little re- bit of a reminder that he was taken from right from clemson in the first round last year hardly played keelan allen keenan allen is a stud melvin gord already talked about him austin eckler is like danny woodhead likes there's a lot going on there for philip rivers and company so if you're playing on fandal i think there's a good price point and then pat mahomes we talked about the the total. It's gone from fifty two to fifty three and a half. It's probably going to go up even higher. Everyone wants a piece of this game. Yep. Uh, and and you guys mentioned Kansas City and just the defense being so bad. I think it was a great point, Mike. If this defense continues to be bad, which I expect it to, and I think all three of us do, is that they're just going to keep throwing. Right? And he only completed fifteen passes last week, and he still had a monster game, four touchdowns. Now a couple of them were gadget yeah, plays. Yeah, so really, he completed thirteen passes. But right. this, this new hot trend in the NFL that. <laughs> The uh, quote tap pass mm-hmm. where they hand it off, except they slightly move the ball forward. Uh, if I was a quarterback in today's NFL, I would never ever hand the ball off. Right, ever. <laughs> I'd say this is how we're doing it because I'm getting credit for passing yardage. Right, yeah. I mean, Andy Reid wants to use a shiny new toy. He's going to get creative yeah. with Mahomes. And, and and those two plays could have easily went to Hunt. I want to talk about him later on, but those two plays could have easily went to Hunt. That's why I'm a little concerned about him being a cash game play yet with Mahomes. I know like the hype is there, but there's going to be some inconsistencies. you got to deal with Andy Reid. He didn't use Travis Kelsey at all, as I mentioned earlier. So I just think he's still in that tournament range. The upside is huge. Uh, and this game has the potential to be a shootout. All right, Ben, who you got? Well, I definitely want a piece of the game that Meanie's talking about here, the Chief Steelers. So if Ben Roethlisberger is healthy, I really, really like him a lot. Um, but you'll have to check. Well, the, Ben, Hunt, the he's not healthy, but he's going to play. That, sure. That's where it's going. And we, we kind of know how Ben Roethlisberger milks some injuries. So if he plays, yes. then it's it's a dream scenario. And, you know, Antonio Brown who I love as well. I mean, we've seen his career games, but he could absolutely just go in. They have nobody that can cover him. We've already talked about the game flow. So really, really like that one a lot. And then just to um, piggyback off Meany real quick, Phillip Rivers, second, I believe it was, in the league in passing yards last year. Oh, where is he sitting at the end of week one? Second again. And let's remember what Keenan Allen did to this Bills defense last year. Granted, I think that game was in... Um, in Los Angeles, but still they, they couldn't cover him. He roasted them. Uh, yeah. So love that one by, by meaning. Let's talk running backs. Let's talk running backs with big upside, big upside, Chris meaning. So I'm going back to KC here uh, and I'm going to just I wanted to bring up Hunt with you guys and, and the listeners for sure. Of course, you can catch the the big write up I have on Hunt in the DFS pass, but I wouldn't suggest playing Hunt and Mahomes. But the, the fantasy community is completely out on Kareem Hunt. I mentioned the two plays where Mahomes just kind of tossed the ball over to Hill and, and, and didn't use Hunt at all in the red zone. And if you look at Hunt, he only had 49 rushing yards, one target, zero catches. 
and zero yards inside the red zone, right? So, I mean, that's the Chiefs running a few plays inside the 20 and scoring a lot of points and him not being a factor inside the red zone. So that's certainly concerning. But you look at Hunt, by the league in rushing yards last year as a rookie. 53 catches on 63 targets. He's very, very explosive. And I think the fact that getting a lot of questions like should I trade Hunt what should I do with Hunt Hunt was just dealt for like McCaffrey and Jared Cook and in, in some question I had like there's a great buy low opportunity for for Kareem Hunt and uh, I actually wasn't McCaffrey it was Deion Lewis so I just think it's a good opportunity oh, for, yeah which is McCaffrey, a little bit more oh, head scratching okay. right yeah it's yeah, yeah so there certainly McCaffrey. is so and for those who let me jump in yeah. here for those who were concerned about Kareem Hunt this is this is what we get with Andy Reid. Sometimes yeah. he forgets to use his best players. However, what's encouraging is if you actually watch the game, Kareem Hunt still looks incredible. His the the balance is unbelievable. And he had 80% of the running back attempts. He's he is utilized. He still is the full featured running back, but you had uh just a couple fluke plays with uh like we've talked about the tap pass to Hill. Then you also had a what was that? A fifty-yard, fifty-yard touchdown pass to Anthony Sherman? Yeah, like come on. What a I mean, pass! These that things was are too. not happening. <laughs> these things are not happening every week. So don't bail out on Cream Hunt just yet. Yeah, he's over three thousand dollars cheaper on DK than some of the top price backs. I understand Kamara and Gurley are, are unreal, but Hunt proved last year, and for the Steelers. Uh, they allowed the second most rushing yards last week, 177 on the ground in, in what was a you know a, a tough condition to play in, and the fifth most yards per carry in 2017. So it's a good spot. And then the other back quickly is just Dalvin Cook, and another guy I was just kind of impressed and surprised that he got so much usage. He was on the field a lot and yes. 16 carries. I know he only had 40 yards, but he added 55 yards through the air. Played 80% of the snaps for the Vikings. Remember, he only played four games last year. He blew out his knee. So that was surprising to me. And the fact that Cook had 11 catches last year on pace for over 40 as a rookie. The Packers, it's not that bad of a matchup. They allowed the 10th most fantasy points and 8th most catches to backs last season. Give up 5.1 yards per carry last week against Chicago. Howard was catching balls. Drew Cohn was a factor in that offense. So I think Cook could surprise some people. And he's really cheap, again, just especially on FanDuel. It's just, there seems to be a, a discount on him because of Maybe some uncertainties. Love that one, Meany. Saw 23 opportunities last week, which was ninth most at the position opportunities being carries and targets. That surprised me. And to your point, I don't necessarily think people are realizing that he's getting to the point where he's that workhorse already. Yeah, he's awesome. Now, I I see what happened in this show. Ben started things off up to, up to this point. He's been he's been trying to help everyone save the some coupons money. are done, he's, Mike. We're done with those. Yeah, and now he is just opening up the wallet and he is dumping everything out. He is maxing the credit Time cards. Time to max out the credit card. That's right. Let's hear it, Ben. Yeah. So Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, yes. two of my favorite yep. players in the league. Uh, Greg Olson, Keanu Neal, and Deion Jones are righteous, sacrificial lambs for McCaffrey's Week 2 domination is what I wrote in the DFS pass. McCaffrey still not super, super expensive. DraftKings $7,000, and his opportunities were kind of there. But, again, it's all about these injuries. The opportunities will continue to be there. It's in a dome. The Falcons have struggled to cover pass-catching running backs, even with – their safety, Neal, and their linebacker, Deion Jones, on the field. They both got injured. Oh, who else got injured at the same exact time? Greg Olson. And it's sad to see him go. But again, like what happened last week with Le'Veon Bell and DFS, we're on to the next. And with Olsen out, McCaffrey averaged 2.4 more targets, 
two more catches per game uh, last season. The upside is just absolutely through the roof. And we know what what it is with Alvin Kamara. I mean, Kamara uh, has two rushing touchdowns last week. He's actually in a tie for fourth place in the league in receptions right now with nine. He's a freak. The Saints are at home again. Cleveland is a good matchup. We just saw what James Conner did against them last week. And I'm trying to save all this money so that I can go get my locked-in studs, Um, especially because with Kamara at $9,500, people will see that price and they'll know how great he was, but they they just won't find a way. They won't know how to to just team jam him in. And if you can find those those cheap plays elsewhere that allows you to jam him in, if the Philip Dorsett's of the world hit like they did last week, all of a sudden Kamara does his thing, now you're really sitting pretty in a tournament. Let's move it over to the wide receiver position. Chris Meany, who you like? Yeah, I'm spending up on Julio, and again, it's part of the reason you know the whole fantasy community seems to be down. You can give all the blame to Sarkeesian and Matt Ryan if you want. I understand. Uh, but for Julio, finished second in receiving yards last year. Just a monster week one, 19 targets, 10 grabs, 169 yards. He was targeted three times in the red zone, which is encouraging despite the fact that he came up with zero catches and the fact that he was on the sidelines when they went for it on third down. He was on the sidelines when they went for it on fourth down in the red zone. That stuff will leave you scratching your head, and I think that's why people will look at the top priced wideouts and see, oh, Antonio Brown, yeah, book it. Thomas, book it. If you're playing on the big slate, Odell Beckham, Hopkins, like Keenan Allen, all these guys. So I think they'll just kind of forget about Julio and just kind of glaze over him. And for Jones... 198 yards in two games against Carolina last season. Do you know how many yards he has in his last four games against Carolina? Yeah, that, that includes that one. It did. The 200 plus game. 300, 300 yards. yards. 300. 658 oh. yards in his last four games against Carolina. Ben mentioned a bunch of holes on, on the defense in Atlanta. I, I'm actually surprised they're favored by five and a half points here. So I think they're actually going to have to throw the ball a little bit. I don't know if Freeman's going to go in this game, and they're a tough team to run on Carolina. So Julio might get a lot of Yeah, work and this off. game is in Atlanta. I looked last year. The game in Atlanta between these two teams was week 17, and you never really know what you're going to get in week 17. The year before, as you alluded to, Meany, at home early in the season, that was the 300-yard game. Last week, 44% of the team's targets, 19 targets leads the league right now. Uh, yeah, that's a really good spot to play Julio as tournaments. All right, Ben, who do you like? Yeah, I threw out Antonio Brown as well. Um, you know, as long as Big Ben plays, I mean, Antonio Brown literally could set records in this game. The Chiefs' defense is so bad. We've already talked about the game flow. Antonio Brown just continues to get it done, got it done last week in bad weather. He's the best I've ever seen. I am very interested in this 49ers Lions game. And I want some cheap exposure to it. So I'm super interested in Kenny Galladay. Okay. Looks great. Yeah, last I like week. it. Yeah, me too. Super cheap compared to Jones and, and Tate. And I was, I started to get weary about Marvin Jones because with Galladay on the outside, I mean, you watch this guy. He is a freak. I tweeted out the Michael Jordan Space Jam stretch because that's kind of what his catch radius is. So love that yeah, price. But the one that I'm getting super excited about, and I've kind of just been holding off to make sure that Goodwin is not going to play. Looks like he's not going to play. He did not practice today. We're recording on Thursday. That's Dante Pettis. And Garcon makes sense too. I mean, he already hammered that. He kind of screams a little bit more of a cash game play to me. And he's $1,000 more expensive. Dante Pettis at $4,000 caught a touchdown last week coming in in reserve of Marquise Goodwin. A lot of draft scouts really, really love this guy. Kyle Shanahan, I believe 
traded up to get him. If not, did, yeah, yeah, traded up, drafted him pretty high. And the the only question was early playing time because he looked good in the preseason. If he starts for Marquise Goodwin at $4,000 at home in a good matchup playing with Jimmy G, I'm going to have a ton of exposure to him. Absolutely. Let's move it over to the tight end position. Chris Meany, this this character you're going with, it's it warms my heart because the world is just a better place. Fantasy football, the NFL, everything is a much better place. The sky is bluer. The flowers are fresher. When Jordan Reed is on the field doing his thing with his floppy, boneless toes, <laughs> we, we can all have a smile just a little bit larger. So tell me why you like Jordan Reed. You just nailed it, man. Like they're watching this guy play football. <laughs> like it's just it's great. And and he didn't play a lot, really. Only about half of Washington snaps, and he was still successful and he was still a target for Alex Smith and he was productive in that game. Scored a touchdown, forty eight yards, caught four balls, and you gotta just expect that as things go on, hopefully, I mean we can all knock on wood here. We want to see Jordan Reed healthy. He's the guy that you avoid in season long formats, but he's the guy that when he's playing, you just wanna play in DFS, especially in tournaments because there's some risk playing him in cash. You just don't know when he's going to leave that game. So know that when you play Reed, there's a little bit of a risk, but the ceiling is just so high. Like, really, if he hadn't been hurt the past couple of years, he would be priced with Ertz and Kelsey and Gronk. He's that good. Absolutely. Ben, who do you like? I love cheap tight ends, and I love cheap tight ends that have upside. George Kittle and David Njoku, we've already touched on Kittle a little bit. Nine targets in week one. Five catches, 90 yards. The only question for me was that he got hurt in the preseason. I was really excited about Kittle this year. He does that in week one in his first game back against Minnesota. Let's go all in at home against Detroit. And we already touched on it. He barely missed what could have been like a 60, 70-yard touchdown off his fingertips. And then David Njoku in this game against the Saints defense that we saw. And this is one of the reasons I was so high on on Michael Thomas and Drew Brees uh, this, this offseason coming in was the fact that I did not see the Saints defense being as good as it was last year. I could not have predicted just how bad it looked in week one. In Joku, in better weather in the dome, a ton of upside. We saw that. In it's much better season. weather in there. Yeah, oh, there yeah. is no weather. It's in a dome. Uh, so he has high upside. And his price tag, at least on DraftKings, was, I believe, $3,400 last week. Loved that. He's down to 3000 on the dot this week. You got to take some chances on a Joku when he's that cheap in a great matchup. All right, let's talk about some foundations for lineups that we like, our favorite stacks of the week. Stack attack. Chris Meany, I'm going to let you start. Who's your favorite stack? You just want to hear me talk about Jimmy G, eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to do it. sweaty. Got to do it. He's so cheap, right? He's just he's like $6,000 on DK. You got to go finding for him. And then Garcon, which I, which I already touched on, I, I think he's. I don't think Goodwin's going to play, so I think Garcon's going to get a lot of usage. And I love Kittle as well, Ben. I think he's phenomenal, actually. I think he's going to have a monster season. So you could get all three of them in. You want to put Pettis in, be a little sneaky. <laughs> Frida. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 a tournament stack. It's it's one that I think is going to be. This game is actually going to be high scoring. I want to give D- Detroit a little bit more credit. I love that you touch on their wideouts uh, a little bit there, Ben. So it's a high it's a high game if you're looking at the total. At 48 points, and if if San Fran's going to throw the ball and get some points, Detroit's going to have to do the same as well. So, and, and for team totals, 27 and a half, 27 and a half for San Fran, 
third most all out of the whole week. So. Right there with you, man. I, I Like I was telling you pre-show, like give me Jimmy G, Kittle, and Pettis, as I alluded to. Either one of those could hit big. And then, of course, if Big Ben plays, I will have to have some Big Ben and A-B stacks. And it's kind of game theory, too, because when you see James Conner do what he just did and we know that his ownership percentage is going to be through the roof, some people will play him and think, oh, well, I already have the Steelers running game, so I can't play too many Steelers. People don't realize, especially in tournaments, that you want to go with the just the ham stacks. That's why we had Breeze, Ted Ginn, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara all on the same team, and those were the teams and tournaments that were raking in the money. Like You can do the exact same thing with Steelers this week. Just because you have James Conner locked in as a free square does not mean you can't stack Big Ben and AB2 as long as Big Ben plays. I'm with you, fellas. I want some exposure to that Kansas City Chiefs game, and I'm a big fan of the Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill stack. Uh, It over on DK, you're talking about 27.4% of your budget. Not too bad. You're not destroying the bank for the upside that Mahomes and Tyreek offer. The one word of caution, this I mean, this is a legitimate road game for Patrick Mahomes where going to L.A., there's, there's nothing. He is not battling against any fan base over there. Meanwhile, against Steeler Nation, that's a little bit different, but I'm still willing to make him my favorite stack of the week. And I'll show you how I plug them into my lineup when we go to the Battle Royale. DFS Battle Royale. All right, Ben, you're you're the one who's keeping track of our head-to-head-to-head matchups. I believe you took home the crown last week. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that, that would be correct. That would be correct. And I'm feeling... Pretty good about this lineup this week, but maybe it's just because I'm playing with that 1-0 and record house money. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I was right there until Sam Bradford was just the worst. <laughs> he was just the worst. Yeah, that was I not mean, good. There was there were some things that were surprising week one. The New Orleans Saints collapse. Uh, seeing Aaron Rodgers on one leg bring the Packers oh, back man. from a 21-point deficit. Amazing. And Sam, and Sam Bradford. Being a, a high school quarterback, I'm not even going to give him the Ooh. credit of being a collegiate athlete. Dang. That was not even D three. That was an no. That was an <laughs> abomination at the quarterback position. I will not be using him again. Not this even week. last chance so, U yeah. level, man. Whew. Yeah. All right, Ben. You won. You won. So you get the honors. You get to be nice. First. All right. Let me show me the shoulders here. I'm feeling good. Jimmy G. We've talked about it. James Conner. Free square. Obviously playing my boy Christian McCaffrey, as I pretty much do every week. Antonio Brown could set records. He's locked in. Dante Pettis, love the matchup. Uh, This is why the injury article is so important, because when somebody sits out, you get to roster a high upside guy or a starter at a cheap salary. These are the guys that unlocks the slate. Manny Sanders, of course, he's in there. George Kittle to round out the stack that Meany touched on, that I touched on, that Mike touched on. Kenny Galladay in the flex at $4,800. Love that spot, and I'm going to throw Texans in at 2,600 to round it out. Woof. That's uh, – man, I'm impressed. I'm Let's impressed go. you got Let's all go. of that in there. That was, that was well $100 done. $100 left right, to Meany. spare. All right, Meany, you, you beat me and Sam Bradford as well. So who you got? <laughs> Not so much, eh? Uh, no! It's a very <laughs> – well, Sam Bradford. I was I mean, My shots were fired at Sam Bradford. After the yeah, Eagles they, got you, that you, win, he's feeling good. 
Yeah. <laughs> I do have an eagle in here. So it's a very similar kind of lineup. I think Ben and I are on the same page here. I'm going yeah. Jimmy G. Mikey, you yeah. like him as well. Connor, you just said the free square. Absolutely. Melvin Gordon is my difference. I love McCaffrey as well. I'm going Melvin Gordon, another $400 there. Quincy Inunua in at wideout. Nelson Aguilar, who I think has got a good mm. spot here against the okay. Bucks. I think it's going to be a little bit better. Ten targets last week, eight catches. Julio Jones spending up for him. I have Jared Cook at the tight end position as well. I'm a big believer in just the fact that I think Amari Cooper is going to be invisible again. $3,600. James White in my flex. But before I came on here, I saw that Rex Burkhead was limited at best today. Yeah. yeah. He's dealing. He was in concussion like, what is protocol. even that? Like limited at best. That's not good <laughs> at all. Uh, they just lost Hill. I know it's a tough spot, but White is going to be involved 100% in the passing game. Quick throws uh, to try to avoid that pass rush in Jacksonville. And then I love the Texans play as well. They're in the DFS pass. How could you not play them on DK? They're much more expensive on FanDuel. They know what's going on over there with the Texans. $2,600 is a steal. All right. I had to find some differentiators here. So I got Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I've got that stack. That's where I'm building my lineup. Of course, James Conner is in the lineup. But he's, <laughs> what are you going to do? 6700 bucks on DraftKings. Adrian Peterson, though, is my other running back, $5,500. Okay, okay. He's got – he still has the juice. The, the gas engine – or the gas tank has not run out. It's going to run out real quick, maybe by the end of, the, of this week, maybe next week. But he gets to be at home in a great spot against the Colts. Uh, I want some exposure to the Steelers' passing game. That's why I'm slipping Juju Smith-Schuster into my lineup. Mm. I got George Kittle, of course, at the tight end. My flex position is Christian McCaffrey bringing him, and that means I had to save some money. How did I save some money? I'm going to see if Nick Foles can do anything with that long ball against Tampa Bay. Because Drew Brees certainly was able to. So I got the speedster, Mike Wallace. Oh, there it is. They, nice. They just missed on, on a few attempts this past week. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's kind like of my, my reach. But Mike Wallace, $3,900. And I was going to go with the Texans as well because I love the spot. But I wanted to change it up from you two hooligans. So I'm going to roll out the ah, Jets yeah, there it is. at home against the Miami Dolphins. They... The Jets were extremely impressive. This, yes, they were. They were. They if were. they put together another strong performance, it's gonna you're gonna have to change your opinion yep. pretty quick. I was gonna ask you if your defense was a hundred dollars cheaper than ours because that's the Jets. And Darren Lee was absolutely incredible in that game, all over the field. Phenomenal. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have a good time this weekend. I hope you're able to slay some giants and win some money, build up that bankroll. For my co-hosts, Ben Cummins, Chris Meany, I am Mike Wright. Thank you for joining the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. We will see you next Friday as we do every single Friday. Good luck, everybody. See you next week. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.